0: Our guest speaker. So this is this is just more for me than the speaking engagement. It's a welcome home. <laughs> I've had to bear for over a year that he no longer comes to this place in lectures. For many many years, he used to come here every week in a lecture in the people. And. He was formerly the temple president of this town, Philadelphia. When I joined in 75, he was there pushing me, pushing me. 76, pushing me. 77.
1: <laughs> so he walked out the door for a while.
0: <laughs> but he's done, that's just a personal aspect of it, that I'm so grateful. For. But other than that, he's just done so much service to the Prabhupada in this Philadelphia region from GBC, temple president, to a writer for the, Net- the Godhead magazine, to publishing his own literatures. But he didn't do it alone. You know what they say, behind every good man has to be at least a great woman. He did it with the help of Mother sudan I'm so grateful that she's here today as well. <laughs> so, they were always a team, you know. Uh, and he always used to say that, we're a team, and they work together. So today has come here um, to just share so, I want you to help me this time. I want you to really, really dig deep and give a rousing round of applause. Party, right, Christy. Welcome back home.
1: Need those hands to wash the dishes, Hari. <laughs> Hari Krishna, thank you all very much. I've been asked to speak today about uh, Hari Krishna mantra. Is that right, Hari? That my topic? Okay. Just this uh, obeisances, verses: Namah Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prasaya Butale. Shimati Voktivedam, Mane, Namaste, Sarasate, Ego, Pacharane, Navy Shashuni Vari Pachacha de Sitarane, Omangana Das Yoganjana, जना Chaksur, Miritum Jane, and does my sea good and Chakalpa So when Lord Chaitanya appeared about uh, 500 years ago, uh, it's also narrated that uh, when he descended, uh, the Hare Krishna Mahamantra also descended. Uh, uh, they, because he, Mahaprabhu was born uh, on the uh, eclipse of the moon, the lunar eclipse, which is generally regarded uh, by the Hindus as inauspicious. I've been in India when there's been a lunar eclipse, and it's, I got paranoid because people were like so freaked out all around me, and you know, the temples are closed, and people throw away all the food that's in their house because it's, it's everything's so contaminated, and after a while you start to feel it. You know, otherwise you just go out, hey look man, an eclipse of the moon, <laughs> it's like... But anyway, so they were, they were, uh, in order to ward off evil spirits and stuff, people would go, uh, where Lord Chaitanya appeared, It's right on the bank of the, uh, one of the branches of the Ganga, where it spreads out into the delta, the Bhagavata. And, and get in the uh, stance, s- submerge themselves in the Ganges and uh, chant Hare Krishna. And it says in those days, when Lord Chaitanya appeared, it was, a, it was like a university town, More, well, many colleges, you know, like Oxford, and there's all kinds of colleges there. This Navadvipa was a very big center of, of learning. And Lord Caitanya was born in a family of academics, and he was expected to be one himself. He was actually a student of Sanskrit grammar, a grammarian. Anyway, uh, when he appeared, the, the, uh, but it was, it, uh, uh, the people had become quite uh, worldly. Uh, and, and and quite uh, like academics do, you know, quite skeptical about their received opinions and different opinions, and you couldn't say one thing without everybody jumping up and challenging it, like they do. Yes, it's this the style, you know. I don't know about that, you know. Uh, anyway, so, uh, uh, but but when they got. Sk- you know, when the the moon was eclipsed, they all chanted Hare Krishna, something they didn't usually do, and that's when he appeared. So that's why it said the holy name also descended with him. And then he was also the one that uh, uh, took up the chanting of this this uh, maha-mantra and gave it to others. Uh, and it's very interesting because... To chant Vedic mantras like 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 the purusha, Sukta prayers or any of the prayers of the Vedas, you have to be already so well trained and, and and so learned and pure and have to gone gone through purificatory ceremonies. And, uh, but the Hare Krishna mantra anybody can chant, uh, and you don't have to be pure first. It will purify. Us uh, and, and and so, Lord Chaitanya is the person who's come for the Yuga Dharma. The 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 the, the uh, uh, what the Christians would call a dispensation for the Kali Yuga. The Yuga Dharma is Sankirtan, The word is used. Kirtan means chanting or reciting. And then the word san uh, generally means together with, uh, in the association of devotees as a group activity. And the other meaning of san is when something is done fully or completely or perfectly that indicates completion uh, as another sense of uh, of, of San so that the, the, this will be done in a complete and thorough way uh, and it's available to everybody and uh, the prediction was made that it would one day come across, be spread all, all across the world, which was happening in my own lifetime. And Prabhupada uh, actually established it in the West, although People started in the 19th century trying to deliver it to the West, but it took a little while. A couple of world wars in between, things like that. <laughs> uh, um, so, um, now I, I think I wanted to. When when, when uh, Lord Chaitanya uh, took up the chanting and became a uh, 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 of Vaishnava, and started to spread this chanting. He um, got a following, and, and uh, of different sorts. And I want—I want to read you a little little excerpt. Uh, uh, incident happened when Lord Caitanya was in Jagannath Puri, and. Uh, He had a couple of associates with him, very interesting people. One was Rupa Goswami. Rupa Goswami was very, very highly educated uh, in in not only Sanskrit literature, Persian literature, Urdu literature, really quite a phenomenally well-educated person. Uh, that was one and the other one that's with him is the Haridas takwa who was actually by birth a Muslim uh, who somehow or other uh, became a practitioner of, of bhakti yoga devotional service and uh, we call him the namacharya the the, 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 the exemplary teacher for the the holy name although he was a muslim by by standard hindu thing he's out of it he can't do anything uh, uh, but uh, this this is very interesting the kind of people that were around lord chaitanya you know it was like a, quite quite a uh, uh, quite a variety so Rupa goswami produced a huge amount of literature. Lord Chaitanya himself, all we have is uh, eight verses, but uh, Rupa Goswami uh, produced very beautiful, highly ornate, highly developed, you know, like Shakespeare, like Milton, this, this that kind of quality of, of, of literature. Uh, and, uh, uh, including not only philosophical works, but plays, Dramas. This is from a drama. So he he recited um, this verse of Lord Chaitanya was there and Thakur was there. Uh, and I'll, I'll just read it to you in Sanskrit. Um Tunde <laughs> Kundavali laddaye Karna croda kandambini gatayate Karnar budhe bhyaspriham Cheta prongana sangini vichayate Sarvindrayanam kritim no jane jane ta Krishna tivarna This is the poetry he wrote. Uh, the English translation, which poetry can't really be translated, but uh, the meaning is, I do not know how much nectar the two syllables Krishna have produced. When the holy name of Krishna is chanted it appears to dance within the mouth. We then desire many, many mouths. And when that name enters the holes of the ears, we desire many millions of years. And when the Holy Name dances in the courtyard of the heart, it conquers the activities of the mind, and therefore all the senses become inert. This is Prabhupada's translation of this, which is quoted in the Chitanya Charitamrita. Uh, now, Sanskrit poetry, the beginning of the English translation is the end of the Sanskrit. It has this way of talking about something. and That's my phone. I just forgot to turn off. I do not know. No, uh, the last line. No, Janai Janite Amritai Krishnaiti Varna uh Krishna Iti. Uh, the word Krishna, and then the Iti at the end is like quotation marks around it. Krishna, the name Krishna. Varna uh, Dwai, The two syllables. Oh, well it has two syllables. Krishna. Uh, uh, I do not know how to uh, measure or describe the amount of amrita, that's translated here as nectar, uh, the drink of immortality. Uh, amrita, uh, drinking it cures all diseases and you don't die. Amrita, um, this nectar, uh, and I, it can't be measured. That's the last line. Because then it starts here. Tunde ta davani ratim vitanute Tundavali labdaye Uh, When it dances in the mouth. So you start in the mouth. And Tundavali, the word Tunda is the name for mouth. I looked it up in the dictionary. It's kind of an unusual name. Because it's usually referred to Used for the mouths of animals, like snouts or trunks of an elephant. You know that. But anyway, somehow he's using it for the sportier. So when it dances in the mouth, now you could say when you say Krishna, already, you know, your 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 tongue is moving around and uh, it's tapping. When you say Krishna, it should tap the roof, the tip, the tongue taps the roof. So it's like a little dance when you say Krishna, Krishna, Krishna something, you know so it's when it dances in the mouth then uh, the, the, the desire the rati uh, or the inspiration vitanute it expands, makes it increase tundavali labyate to gain many, many mouths uh, this, this urgent desire I, one mouth isn't enough what what then? What I'm tasting? Huh, I just whoa! You when you when it dances in your mouth, you want to have millions of mouths. And then, karna kroda kandamini gatayate karna priham. and then the next the ears karna the the ear holes, <laughs> uh, and the word that she actually in Sanskrit kandamini sprouts or grows. Then, when that happens, when it would it, it, it blossoms or springs up or becomes great, it, it enters into the ears, and then something wonderful happens, like flowers blossoming and things like that, whatever. Then then there's the desire for uh, 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 to have millions of ears, karna a buddha. Uh, so then the ears, the tongue, and then the ears. And the next is citta-pragana. Uh, 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 uh. Citta is translated here as as, as the heart, uh, consciousness, the mind, uh, awareness, you know, where the, the, the center of, we always think of the mind as in the head, but in Sanskrit, it's, it's, it's here. Uh, so finally, it comes into the heart. The tongue, the ears, and then the, the heart. And, and then it's uh, uh, the heart is, is called a, a pragana, which means like a, a courtyard. Uh, I mean, you think of an old fashioned building, you know, where you have rooms around and then the middle enclosed is a nice private little courtyard which is cool and nice, and you know, so that this is. And actually what it says is sangini, becoming a companion of sangha, and when it associates with you intimately in the courtyard of your heart, uh, then vijayate sarvindriya, it, it 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 conquers all the activities of the senses. He just becomes stunned uh, when when it's there. Uh, And therefore, he says, I cannot tell you or I do not know how to measure the amount of nectar these two syllables produces. Uh, So that's when, that's what's there in the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra or just in the word Krishna. It's there. It's there. And this is because because when Rupa Goswami recited this uh, Lord Chaitanya became, became overwhelmed practically and started to cry and then uh, and then he recited this verse he, and then it says Haridas Thakur who was there when he heard this verse he became uh, uh, jubilant, exultant, and he began to dance while praising its, its 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 meaning. This was the effect it had on these people who heard it. They knew what it was talking about because they could actually experience the holy name. That's what's there now. Uh, it will not usually have that same effect on us. Just say Krishna, and nothing happens. What's wrong? Uh, so that that's why we we have a process to to cultivate the holy name to be to acquire the capacities to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it requires the senses, you know, have to. There are connoisseurs of cheeses. And to most of us who aren't uh, trained, you know, on is like another. But some of the other people that, like, wow. Or of course, wine is very famous for the connoisseurs. And I can tell the connoisseurs can tell whether this grape was grown on the north side of the hill or the west side of the hill. You know, they can tell which hill it went. I mean, all these things are there. If you, so there's an education to appreciate art appreciate music that, you know your your sensibility has to become t- trained or educated and then you can really uh, uh, see what's there um, so the same is is here with the hari krishna maha mantra and therefore we have a process but they the the the, 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 the means and the end are the same. Because the practice is to begin chanting the Hare Krishna mantra and by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, then in the end you can chant the Hare Krishna mantra. Uh, that's that's what happens. Uh, and, and, but, but we have to, because the, the 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 Hari Krishna Maha mantra is none different from Krishna. We have uh, there's one 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 verse uh, that that tells us quite quite clearly uh, about the about the Hari Krishna mantra that Namachintamani uh, Krishna uh, or the name Krishna. We're not even talking about the mantra, just the name. The same two syllables. Nama Chintamani Krishna's Chitanya Rasa Vigraha uh, Purna Shuddha Nityamukto Abhinatwa Nama Uh, Namanaha. The the name Nama uh, uh, Krishna, that is, is is Chintamani. Nama Chintamani Krishna. In Sanskrit, word order doesn't mean anything so you have to uh, uh, you go by the grammatical endings uh, so the name Krishna is called Chintamani uh, uh, Chintamani is a uh, Prabhupada sometimes uses the translation touchstone but it's a celestial or a spiritual gem which Uh, uh, gives all benedictions. Uh, It's said that if you take a Chintamani stone and you you touch it uh, to any ordinary thing, it will turn it into gold. But we don't have any experience of this. And they don't usually find them on this planet. But there's described this Chintamani stone. So the name of Krishna is Chintamani. That is to say, it bestows all spiritual benedictions uh, uh, it is Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha it is the form of all spiritual ecstasies rasa. and then it says it is Pūrna Pūrna means full or complete Shuddha pure vichamukto eternally liberated Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then you can ask the question, well how can it have all these qualities? Abhinatva Nama Nana Namana Naminaha. On account of abina, non difference between the name and that which is named. Uh, because Krishna is absolute, Krishna and Krishna's name are the same. Uh, uh, Krishna is fully present in His name. Uh, if we uh, do not experience that, it's because we uh, 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 are not capable. We lack the capacity. No? Uh, and here I'll just read you one more. Atatshi Krishna Namadi nābhavet Grayam Indri Seva Sevan Muke Vado Swayam Eva Sporchadaha. It sort of answers the questi because Ataha therefore Shri uh, Krishna uh, Namadhi, the name and so on of Krishna, nābhavet Grayam Indriya cannot be grasped. This word Grayam mean actually ceased. By our senses that we have, our material senses. Huh? But one who is uh, engaged those senses, seva unmuka, uh, in in his service, and it says jiva ado, the tongue, etc. etc. Meaning all the senses, but the tongue jiva is the tongue. Uh beginning with the tongue. Well, that's, that's where you start. That's what we do. Chan Hare Krishna, the one thing the tongue does, it's, it's, the tongue is, is a gyanindriya uh, 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 and a karmindriya. Uh, a gyanindriya means a sense for uh, acquiring knowledge. Uh, and karmendria means a, an instrument of action, an instrument of knowledge and an instrument of action, both. Uh, different kinds of senses. One the world comes in on us and the other we act back on the world. So uh, the tongue is both. So therefore the tongue is, initial service of the tongue is to chant, as a karmindriya makes sound, and then a Gyanindra, it tastes. Therefore, we have Krishna Prasada. And therefore, the tongue becomes purified. Then, when that tongue has been engaged in Krishna's service, then uh, uh, these things, Krishna's name, his form, his qualities, become spurati, revealed or manifest. Mm. So this is how these things that are normally beyond the range of our senses become we have access to them, by this particular training. And and we can make the claim that it is a science. That is, it is a, a regular process, but you have to be educated. After all, like any, any science, when it has its, it's a, 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 people that are very a, adept at it, you won't be able to see. Somebody shows you graph paper with a lot of squiggly lines, uh, lines on it, and they say, well, you know, this is what happened inside the uh, accelerator, and this, 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 this shows bosons and mosons or whatever they are, you know, the different subatomic particles interacting. All you see is a line on a piece of paper. They see something else. Somebody who's really well educated shows you two rocks that so look, look really like it. You say, No, no, look at this. This rock goes this kind of, this has this history. Because they they have educated their senses in a certain way. So, similarly, we can become trained or educated. Uh, and that's why it is a science. If, if we do it, then uh, this thing will. Uh, will uh, follow so therefore in the beginning come and chant anybody can come and chant anybody? but then if you really want to make spiritual advancement if you want to have that experience of where Haridas Thakur wanted to jump up and down and couldn't contain himself anymore this, this is what this is what we do and if you, and if we start to practice, that's we have a, it's called sadhana. It's a discipline, it's a practice. And when the senses become cleansed, and the consciousness become cleansed, then the name reveals itself. It's just a fact. If people don't want to do it, well, I've seen you give a half-hearted try, and then you quit. it Doesn't work. Uh, well, if you can't, you know, if you, if you drop out of the physics course after one semester, you can't expect to have a judgment about it. Uh, so this, the, the this, it, it, it's a discipline. It's a science. It gives knowledge. And when that, when that knowledge is there. Then this perception takes place, uh, uh, and like any kind of unique experience, uh, you just have to do it yourself. If somebody a- asks you, uh, 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 what what does grape taste like? Well, the only way to explain it is you can't say it's like this or like that. Here, taste it. Uh, these these things have have to be experienced. When they, when they, when it began when it be, the the senses become clear clear, and the taste is there. Uh, it's amazing. It's, it's, uh, you had no idea. This was there. Uh, And you want to give it to everybody. But they maybe can't can't pick it up somehow or other. Well, this is what you have to do. Now, it it, is a discipline. Uh, Now, one thing I want to say now, of of course, we we have, if one wants to become serious, about cultivating the Holy Name, we have this thing that's called initiation. We get initiated into the chanting of the Holy Name. Uh, that's like being admitted into a course of study. And, and when you get initiated, one agrees to follow certain rules and regulations, uh, which is a big turn off uh, for a lot of people. We don't eat meat, fish, or eggs. No illicit sex. No intoxication. No meat eating. No gambling. You know, these principles are there. Uh, Chant. We take a vow to chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra on beads 16 rounds a day. You know, this is a discipline. And especially these four regular principles, very foreign to to, to materialistic culture which is trying to enhance the experience of eating, the experience of mating, all these things that try to uh, make them a big thing. If you look on the internet, mostly food and sex are the two major topics (laughs) uh, of of discussion. Uh, 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 And so we're going against that that, that trend. But one who practices them and begins to see the result, you think, wow, I can't believe I was attached to this. I can't believe the price that I was paying, what what I missed out on. Uh, We don't, as a devotee, I never thought of them um, as some kind of really, Arbitrary rules. I remember once there's a Catholic, at least at the time in the, in, in the 70s, uh, a Catholic school for, for, just for, for girls called St. Maria Goretti's. And for some reason or another, I was asked to come and talk to their class. And so they're a bunch of teenage girls, and they're being taught by a nun. And I gave a little introductory lecture about what we're doing and then the the sister the teacher says to me After I asked any questions she said tell them about your mortifications And I'm thinking of people wearing hair shirts, you know and, 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 and These saints, you know and, and I said mortifications she said yes your mortifications i knew the phrase to mortify the flesh you know but i said mortifications what do you mean and she says you know she says you don't eat meat (laughs) you don't take intoxication (laughs) That was what you know. Your mortifications. I didn't think of them as mortifications, you know, but but I guess to the rest of the world, you know, you're engaged in some obstinate self-punishment because you hate the world and you hate your senses and you you know something like that. Uh, uh, it's not like that. Uh, or some people, you know, we the the the. the, the, the the, the there's there's uh, uh, sp- is, uh, the spiritual reality is called Sat Chit Ananda, Sat Chit Ananda Vigraha, uh, the the form of eternity, knowledge and bliss. This Sat means eternal existence, Chit means full consciousness, and Ananda means bliss. Huh? Uh, and those those three terms I mean if you if you read Plato when he talks about transcendence or about God he'll use three words the good the true and the beautiful which is Satchitananda one way of, of translating his Greek into English the good the true and the beautiful In other words, when you're looking at the absolute truth uh Uh, In the realm of action, then the good. In the realm of knowledge, the true; In the realm of pleasure or enjoyment, uh, beautiful. The good, the true, and the beautiful. But one shouldn't think of them as three different compartments. Uh, uh, that's uh, d- d- and this suchi the ananda This is also, you know, sat eternal existence, uh, 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 transcendent knowledge, awareness, clear awareness, expanded awareness, and ananda bliss. So we we've co- we we mentalized Here's this this sphere of action here's the sphere of knowledge uh, and action means morality the rules of action and morality falls under the sat the, uh, the rules of morality there's, rule, there's knowledge and then there's the realm of aesthetics or appreciation of beauty three different departments so therefore when we talk about our rules of action what you do and what you don't do people just think of them as something that's not related to everything else, because in our society we've separated them. Uh, you can, you can go to a university, and pursue knowledge, and you can be an utter creep. You can be the worst guy in the world to your friends, to everybody else. You can get pleasure from from strangling uh, pigeons. Uh, you know, you can be any kind of but, you know, you can sit down and do the, the mental work for, for, for science and it can be great. They don't, those two spheres don't have anything to do with each other. So people will think of our, our regulative principles as having to do with morality. And they think, well, you gotta do this, you know, you gotta suffer so God will be happy or something like that. But actually, they're principles of knowledge they make knowledge possible Uh, and I just call it knowledge other people will say things like spiritual knowledge but it's just knowledge because from the Vedic point of view that's knowledge and what we call knowledge is called ignorance (laughs) Uh, but that's knowledge so these are the principles of knowledge And that they make our senses and our mind and intelligence capable of experience of reality. And when I say reality, that's the other thing. It's not just out there. It's right here. It's right in this room. We don't actually see what's going on. Why do I say that? Because according to our understanding, when we say Krishna, actually we are saying, in a sense, everything that there is. Uh, uh, Lord Chaitanya taught this idea of uh, concerning Krishna, a chincha beda a tattva That in the Vedas, when it talks about that from which everything comes. The, the, the inquiry of Vedanta is the ultimate, the, the source of Janma dasyataha. Brahman is that from which everything comes. Yeah. That's what Brahman is. And Krishna is called Param Brahman, the Supreme Brahman. And Brahman is de- defined as that besides which there is no second thing. Ekam, Eva, Advitya, Brahman. That besides which there is no second thing. That's the meaning of absolute. If you got two things, then there's a rel- relative, right? Relativity, relationship. So Brahman is the absolute. Uh, uh, but that Brahman is also that from which everything comes. So. Brahman has uh, energies. These are the energies. Uh, Krishna is the personal form of Brahman and everything that you see is Krishna's energy. In one sense, Krishna and Krishna's energy is the complete whole. Nothing is different from Krishna. Yet Krishna is different from everything. These are the some statements that Prabhupada made. I'll adapt them a little bit. This is Veda. Nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. Or in another place, he says, "There's nothing but Sri Krishna. Yet nothing is Sri Krishna save and except his own primordial personality." So this is the the darshan. This is the how one begins to see. So this what 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 this means practically is Krishna is available. Prabhupada once said in a lecture don't see a tree see Krishna. That doesn't mean that the tree is god. But if I if I just see this tree in isolation I'm not seeing what's really there. So when it says that we are covered with maya or illusion that's what it refers to. And that covering of illusion is corrected by the process of devotional service. I think, rishikesha, rishikena, sevanam, ujjate The definition of bhakti is to engage the senses in the service of the master of the senses. And then reality appears. The covering of uh, uh, illusion goes away. When that happens, You can no more doubt the existence of Krishna than you can doubt your own existence. Try to doubt your own existence, see what happens. It doesn't happen. You can't do it. Because who's doubting? But actually, and that's based on the fact that how do I know I exist? Because consciousness is aware of itself. It's consciousness. Consciousness comes from the jiva, the soul. When that consciousness expands, because it says that the jiva, the living beings, the individual living, are part and parcel of Krishna. We're encompassed by Krishna, and when our consciousness expands, that's what it encounters the complete whole. And when that happens, you can no longer doubt the existence of Krishna. It's immediate Krishna becomes an immediate object of awareness in the same way that you yourself are an immediate object of awareness, you don't. Nobody has to tell you you exist. I come to you with this information. You're there. You know it. The same way Krishna is self-evident. First, Krishna, you know. Gradually, becomes revealed in the name, and form, and so on. And you start to see that everything is actually. And that's why you jump up and down. You always. This is what happens. This is the science. And, and when the science is there, 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 there is sat. You no longer think that you know. I here's two dates. You know, this is the date I began, and here's the date. Maybe it hasn't. I don't know what it will be. But when I end, this is my existence. It begins and ends. That's not sat. That's asat. It's an illusory superimposition. I have no beginning and I have no end. And you know it. You know that your existence does not depend upon this body. It's just the opposite. Your body depends upon you. But you yourself have the same quality as Krishna. So there's a lot of anxiety, you know, right there. Everybody's trying to somehow, you know, find the secret. I mean, that's really what medical science is about, you know, to let you just go on living as long as you can and try to keep it from hurting too much. <laughs> that's, that's, but it's there, it's already there. You know? and, 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 and chip means your consciousness expands. It perceives what we can't perceive right now. Uh, and, and to those who don't have that experience, you, it's like trying to explain the difference between red and blue to a person who's congenitally blind. Either you can see it or you don't have it, you have it. And Ananda means bliss, blissful, joyful, happiness that's always increasing. This is the actual result of, uh, of knowledge. Uh, and so it begins by, by chanting. Uh, uh, in the beginning, we're not so convinced, but even a little endeavor, you bring something. Uh, and the real trick is if you run into difficulty, don't quit. Most of us, our spiritual advancement is not like this. It's like, but gradually the highs are a little higher, and the lows don't go down so far, you know. And then you finally achieve steadiness, and then, and then everything becomes known by direct experience. And then, uh, the, the, you you can pick up a Bhagavad Gita, which maybe like me, you've been been reading for like. I don't know how many years now, but anyway, (laughs) it's a long time. Uh, and every time it's a new book, and every time there's something more wonderful, and you never grow, you never, you never think, you know, I've read this already. Uh, And then reading the book is like, you're talking, Krishna's talking to you. You know exactly what he's saying, and you're talking, it becomes a dialogue. This, these are the things that, that start to happen. Magical experience. The same words that somebody else knew. what's this, words, you know, to one that has the consciousness. Amazing revelations are there because this happened. Anyway, I can testify that much. Uh, uh, this is the process of, of, of knowledge. Uh, uh, and here when you see Lord Chaitanya Acting this way, it's not an exaggeration, and it's not uh, something that, that doesn't work. Uh, it's what, we, uh, and uh, as uh, it says in the upon gaining this, one thinks there's no greater gain, uh, full satisfaction. So th- this is a spiritual science. In the science that uh, uh something. Prabhupada uses science to translate the Sanskrit word vijnana. The word jnana means knowledge, but vijnana means that is experience knowledge, uh, direct you know, perception, uh, uh, and sometimes he calls it realization. So that's that's uh, that's what we should become convinced of, uh, 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 and uh, we should make as much progress along this uh, 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 as uh, as we can. That's the best use of our lives to to invest in this process. Maybe I should stop now. huh? Let's see if we have any questions or comments, doubts, misgivings reinforcements to say from it, but some of the, uh, the things that you can look out for, which involve you in the experience of being able to, to taste, mm-hmm. to go higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 to, to me, the, if to, to really to cultivate uh, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, is it's described that there's three platforms of chanting. Uh, Nama Bharad, Nama Basa, and Shudanam. The name uh, uh, exists in different ways. If you want the, 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 the spiritual name to be revealed, then one has to chant while trying to become free from offenses. And there's a list of the ten offenses against the, the holy name. So that's like a kind of uh, test of, or a demand for some sincerity. Now, what, is it, what does it mean to do this? Well, to, to me, the, the, the reason the, the, the chanting Mahay Krishna is especially efficacious is first of all, it's really simple. Because, and especially if you practice japa, uh, uh, you can chant with other people and that's really wonderful, and there's a certain thing that comes there uh, that that's part of it. But the other way is when you chant japa. Because when you chant japa, you have a set of beads and you have, uh, it's kind of a real simple arena. I think of it as kind of a, you know, a boxing arena or a stage, you know. And there's only uh, three things on stage or in the arena. Uh, One is you, yourself, the spirit soul. One is the holy name. And the third person is your mind. (laughs) And... The idea of chanting is just to fix your attention upon the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. That's pretty simple object of attention, right? Just Hare Krishna and Rama. You know, in a certain pattern. Hare Krishna Rama. Very, very simple. Nothing big complex for Just that. And then there's you. Uh, and you, consciousness, which focuses the attention on Hare Krishna Rama, and there is your mind. Something wants to go away, you get distracted. So, the there there are ten offenses about concerning the holy name. Uh, But, I won't go into them now, but Thakur says this one offense, pramadaha, inattentiveness while chanting, is the offense from which all the other offenses spring. And that, he says, uh, if we're not trying to deal with that offense, we won't be able to deal with the others. So that's the place to start. And the time to start the arena for starting is right there with you and the holy name. And so, in the beginning, it's it's a it's a struggle because somehow rather the mind goes, you know, it's, it's attracted to other things. It wants to go. Wants to escape from Krishna, actually. I mean, both of us, spirit souls in the material world, are here to hide out from Krishna for some reason, and so when we want to actually come to terms with, because we have to come to terms with a few few things. Uh, And and actually, I mean, my first, really most vivid emotional experience while chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra was not ecstasy. It was intense, but it wasn't ecstasy. And I wasn't led to expect this. Because our motto was chant and be happy, you know, bliss, joy. And so sometime, quite a few years ago, I I finally realized, you know, that this is how you should fix the attention on the holy name and don't let it go away. Because especially in the early days, there wasn't a whole lot of really super good instruction. Uh, not, not very many devotees were experienced and although Prabhupada would say these things we didn't kind of pick up on it and uh, but anyway so or I didn't pick up on it anyway and, uh, so so I, I realized that and then I, I just started sitting and just chanting uh, and whenever my mind would wander uh, I bring it back. And the first thing that shocked me was really how much it wandered. I realized, you know, I, he gets a lot of good ideas when you... <laughs> you know? uh, and, uh, you know, so I'd bring it back. And it was a real struggle, you know. But I just thought, well, you know, that's what I'll, I'll just sit and I'll focus my attention, and when it goes, I'll bring it back. So I was trying like this for some time. And then one day while I was doing this, I, I suddenly, I, I started to feel this new kind of uneasiness, ner- a nervousness, you know. Made me really, uh, uh, I, my, I wanted to stop chanting or go away from the Holy Name, not because I was interested in something else or not because there was something, but I just had this feeling of like uneasiness. And I thought, what is this? nobody ever told me about what is this feeling of uneasiness or disquietude by, by chanting and, and, and I didn't know how to deal with it and neither at that point there was anybody I could talk to about it and I was beginning to suspect nobody else had this problem it was maybe me it was the only one because nobody ever said you know so I decided that I'd just put up with it. I'd just endure it. And just keep chanting. And the uneasiness increased. And then one, and then maybe it could, this was over a period of like maybe two weeks or something. And then one day, it was really bad. And then all of a sudden, it was like uh, something exploded in my heart. This fountain came out, and it was grief. It wasn't bliss. It was grief, I mean really profound grief. And I knew immediately what it was, grief about. And the grief was, I had turned away from Krishna and come to the material world. And to me, it seemed like the worst unforgivable sin, unimaginable. That Krishna who was so perfect in every way, and wonderful, and, and somehow or other, I did this... How could I have done it, you know? But I did it, because I was here in the material world, and now this grief was pouring out. I didn't tell my wife about it, I, didn't, I was so embarrassed. Because I didn't think anybody else went through this and that somehow I was some demon who came into the Hare Krishna movement and didn't really belong, because everybody else was saying, I'm trying to be happy, you know? But there it was, there was this grief like that. And and I didn't know how to deal, I mean, that was the only time in my life I started to think about suicide, you know, that kind of thing. It was so bad. And I I couldn't share it. Um, But then after a few days I realized something That I was feeling this grief Because I was chanting Hare Krishna And I was chanting Hare Krishna Because Prabhupada had come and, And given us this Maha Mantra And why did Prabhupada come? That he was Krishna's agent So I then it dawned on me, like a huge wave of relief, that although I had turned away from Krishna, Krishna hadn't turned away from me. And then I thought about this difficulty and the problems that Prabhupada went to by himself at the age of 70 and so on, to come to America. And what what... His spiritual master had gone through to prepare the movement to go all over the world, and his spirit—you know—I I mean, I really—all these devotees were working so hard, so that I could sit there in Philadelphia and you know chant the Hare Krishna maha mantra, so that Krishna hadn't turned away, and so the, the the proof that he hadn't turned away from me was there. And then I began to fill with gratitude, and that I didn't deserve it. I was in no way worthy. And that that was when I began began to get a, a, a new appreciation for humility, and because really, you know, the path, the spiritual path, the path of spiritual knowledge, is the path of humility, and it's just the opposite of the material world where it's the path of pride. Epitomized recently by Donald Trump. But he's just more open about what everybody else is into, you know? All the politicians, it's the path of pride. Let me become big, let me become great, let me become better than everybody else. Let me become worshiped, let me become adored, let me come let me leave a legacy let me have my name on high schools all over America, whatever, you know, that people want. It's the path of pride. And the, the, the true spiritual path is the path of humility. And because when humility increases, appreciation for Krishna increases, increases. that's why you see actually great saintly people, they, they want it. Krishna asked Kaviraj, you know, anybody who says my name will go to hell. He really feels like this. You know, this is how he really feels because it goes hand in hand with his deep feeling for Krishna. And the the the, 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 the more humility increases, the more love for Krishna increases. So we have to get off the path of pride. Pride. And, of course, having lived in a spiritual movement for a long time, there's a lot of people in the spiritual movement who are on the path of pride. Uh, and not just this one, all of them. Because especially, you know, if, if uh, being in a spiritual movement, you get position, you get money, you get power, you get work, you know, you can really fall for it. Uh, so it not doesn't mean that uh, in, in any, anyway, it's just the opposite, the path of humility. And it's not humility because, you know, like Nietzsche says, all oh, people, they have a slave mentality. There were some kind of masochists who want to mortify ourselves, you know, and all that other stuff. It's not it at all. It's the fact is, is that this feeling of relationship with Krishna and the feeling of a reciprocal relationship, that increases as humility increases. And so there, therefore people seek it out. And, and I think a lot, a lot of pride is, of course, put behind a, a displays of pride, is beneath it, an unacknowledged uh, sense of your own worthlessness. And then you're overcompensating for it. But the one thing in Krishna consciousness that you don't feel, although you feel humble, you don't feel worthless. Because one thing is, that you understand that Krishna wants a relationship with each soul. There's something in me, or in you, and you and everyone, that Krishna sees as valuable, and that he wants a relationship, and in that relationship, he'll get something out of it. That's what he wants. That's what that Sankirtan movement is there. He wants a relationship. He sees something. I don't see, I'm, I am but he sees something. I can't argue with him. And I don't know what it is he sees, but I know this, that whatever it is that's worthwhile, that he values, the more I have a relationship with Krishna, the more that will become revealed. So by starting to know Krishna, we start to find out our actual true identity beyond this body and beyond this mind. That's what comes from the path of humility. Humility. And I, and, and I said in one way, I, I, I stumbled on it, although then it's all the books and everything else, but <laughs> we can see what it is. Uh, so, to those people who are on the path of pride, what do they want to do? You know, why, why, why does President Obama worry about his legacy? Everybody in the material world has got some immortality project going. Look at Napoleon Bonaparte, his big immortality project. And there are, you know, books about him that a lot of people, some people read. But for most of us, yeah. Some guy blew it. Another dumb fact that you have to remember in school and then forget. That's what happens. And how many generations of human beings who have been on the path of pride who's completely unrecorded and if all our electronics crash what will happen to the record They're a great civilization in the, past and in the past, and all we got is like a couple of rocks with somebody who scribbled something on We had no idea who these guys were. But they were in the same path, you know, anyway. It's an immortality project and it won't work. But we want, we will, yeah, we, got, we have that intuition because we're spiritual beings that we want to live forever. We're just displaced it onto a material situation and we have our immortality project, or basically our God projects. That's a God project. Big God projects and little God projects. If you can't load it over anyone else, you purchase a dog and become the master. This, uh, but this one works will we'll give us what we really want.
0: Yeah?
1: Yeah, Krishna would not approve of suicide. I knew, I you know, it's just how I felt. I didn't really think I would do it. But I could understand why people would want to. And feel bad enough about themselves that they wanted to you can't commit suicide <laughs> you can't it doesn't work you can kill the body but the soul goes on and you know
0: the what there what you exist yes Uh uh-huh. beyond
1: the body yes I guess
0: i will ask what's beyond don't
1: question what's beyond mind uh, the self uh, the, 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 uh, according, according to the um, Vedic literature uh, we have two bodies we have this gross body that's very apparent to our senses and then we have the subtle body yeah, subtle. We call it mind, but actually, according to Vedas, there's manas, buddhi, ahankara. Uh, mind, uh, thinking, feeling, and willing in different ways. Buddhi, which uh, is probably translates as intelligence, uh, the faculty of fixing the attention on something. Of, of directing, the, of mindsets is, is buddhi, kind of a higher faculty, uh, but still material, but subtle material. And then ahankara, my, in this case, wrong idea of myself, my sense of myself, but when I identify with the body and the mind, this is me. You know, so we think of myself, I'm male, I'm female, I'm... I'm, I'm smart, I'm stupid, I'm whatever, you know, all these things that that we think this is me. This is the. this is all the, the and that the ahankara is also this kind of knot which joins this particular soul with this body but the, the, but the consciousness itself is is not a product of matter I mean, I I keep reading all the time how scientists are trying to knock themselves out to figure out how do you start with matter and then get consciousness they don't seem to they're not the same kind of thing uh, you know matter you can, you can describe completely in terms of numbers consciousness not that kind of a thing and somehow it's there and how you can you get from one to the other they can't figure it out and Vedas say, well, they, they don't come. There are two kinds of energies that flow together, but uh, the, the, our consciousness is not a product of matter. It's separate. We can live without it. And that consciousness uh, is spiritual. It's tiny, like Prabhupada described, that we are tiny samples of God. Whatever God is big, we are little. So the consciousness has these spiritual qualities of satsit and ananda, but they become confused by identify by the false ego. Okay? It's a big topic. <laughs> it we can go on for a while. Anything else? Yeah? Uh huh. Mhm. Yeah, of course. Mhm. So to do with the thoughts that are Well, the the mind, you know, you should think of the mind as, as think of think of yourself uh, of living in an apartment with a very nasty roommate. The really good news is you're not your mind. Is like your roommate, and you gotta somehow, rather, you know, keep a little separation, and then gradually you'll come around. <laughs> because if you read in the Bhagavad Gita, there's a whole chapter. What is the chapter number about the mind? The sixth chapter, yes, about describing yoga, because yoga is really dealing with the mind. Uh, and it says that the mind can be your enemy when it's not under control. It's your enemy. But if the mind has finally become conquered, then it becomes your friend. So first of all, you're, you're living in the same body with an enemy. And just treat it that But you're not the mind. You don't, that you have it, that we have this mind that's material and that wants to enjoy and, you know, nasty things. Okay. I accept that I'm a fallen soul and I've, I've acquired this mind. But now I'm going to do something about it. And once once the, you, you started to deal with the mind, and if, if, yeah, it yeah it, it sometimes you know does sneak attacks on you and all those, and those kind of things and and, and but it, the the thing about about when we sit and chant Japa, we are at least showing Krishna that we are interested in a relationship. If we just struggle, the mind goes away, we bring it back, we're saying, this is, I'm showing you I'm interested in a relationship. That's what I want. I'm just showing it to you. Yeah, my mind is going away. Please help me. And then you'll, you'll find out that you'll get the strength uh, to deal with it. You'll have good days and bad days, so yeah. But don't quit. Just keep going. Because you just, once Krishna understands that you, what you really want this relationship and you really pers- want to persevere in it, and then you'll get... you. The, as he says this, the dhāmi buddhi-yogamtam I give them the buddhi-yoga, the intelligence of relationship, so that they can come to me. To those who are satata mutanam, they, they're, they're steady, satatam, always engaged. And he said, I'm sitting in their hearts, and with the jnana deep, the light of knowledge, I destroy the darkness born of ignorance. You'll have that experience. It's actually, i explain quite, quite simply in the Bhagavad Gita Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: What yeah, sure. Think? And I, I sometimes I tell people, you don't need to go to a therapist, you know, I mean, unless you need meds or something. But, you know, if you want to know what your issues are, just chant. They'll all come up like That's right. You know? That's
1: right.
0: So, I mean, but I, I, is, it, is it, would it be right to say that, that that kind of stuff that comes up is a way of getting purified at
1: them? Yeah. You, first of all, you have to recognize it. Recognize that it's not you. And ask Krishna to to to, to help you out, uh, to to become free from it, or to give you the power to, to bring it under control. You know, th- some of these some of these things may may show up after even after years, but you can take care of it. You, you don't you don't go for it. Are we going to have prasadam now? Anything else? If what? Yes, it is. Yeah. Make sure the affair of the fences. That's why, to me, it's best to, you know, for chanting japa, really work on that attentiveness. Paying attention, whether you feel like it or don't. I mean, some days you got a lot of worries, you know, and and you got to kind of like make time with those worries. I've I've said to Krishna, you know, Krishna, you worry about this, and let me just concentrate on chanting. <laughs> Will you please take care of this? For I'm not going to worry about it now, because you know most of our worrying is just like a. Mice running around in a cage or something. It doesn't really do anything. It's just nervousness It's not that fruitive. I that fruit fruitful I assume there's prasada Um. Uh, That's what he's doing he's cooking it up Anything more? Okay. We're going to have a little kirtan for a little while.